welcome to Cusack to the future. That was new. I wasn't ready for that one. I was like, I forgot the I fucking forgot our intro. I was like, welcome? No. Hello? No. Hey, how you doing? What is it? Oh my god, what is it? Hello and there it is. There it is. That's ours. Hello and welcome to Cusack to the Future. We're your hosts. I'm Grace. I'm John. And we are here to talk about our love for John Cusack, one movie at a time. Mm-hmm. We're going to go over his discography. Discography, filmography, the movies that he is in. Let's yes. do that instead of doing the ographies because I don't like ographies. Yeah. Bibliographies or otherwise. <laughs> fucking hate bibliographies. <laughs> Fuck bibliographies. <laughs> Fuck all this. <laughs> Done like nine hundred in the last two weeks. Fuck them. Oh. <laughs> we're, <just gonna, laughs> we're just gonna say list of movies. Yeah, we're just gonna read things to you. Yeah, that's all we're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> Good segue, John. Yeah, I was like, just, are you dying? <laughs> yeah, breathe deep and fix things. <laughs> so, how was your week, Grace? <laughs> 5,000 bibliographies. Oh, you know. it's uh, If y'all were listening last week, it was a clusterfuck. And also, it was kind of just speared on by watching tape heads, which is chaotic. Mm-hmm. This week, and I... Un- it's chaos, but I love that episode. Yeah. If you haven't already, please listen to that episode because that's where you're going to get your information needed to uh, <laughs> enter the giveaway for the new shirts that we're dropping. <laughs> Just uh, so many people are gonna be angry at us. Why? You gonna do it? I'll do it. You gonna do it? I'll do it. Uh huh. When? Uh, and fall twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> That's today. Today is fall. It. I didn't say when in fall. I'm just saying. God. It's coming. Damn it, John. <laughs> <laughs> just keep an eye out on the social media pages. <laughs> I wish I could say I I know what our Instagram accounts and Twitter accounts is, but you, I, I, don't, I don't know if there's an underscore in there man, somewhere. You're like our fucking production manager. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to know all this, producer. All right. Uh, so it's, we don't it's, even know. It's Cusack to the Future Pod. Oh, my God. Or under Cusack. Oh, my God. So this week we're talking about <laughs> Midnight in the Garden of Evil. <laughs> We're just gonna glaze over everything. Yeah, that's the even kind of week even we the are. fact that you asked me how my week was and then proceeded to not listen. <laughs> I'm sorry. How was your week? <laughs> I'm a mess more so than I normally am. I'm sorry. Yo, it's okay, dude. Last last week I said like Mars. Uh, what did I say? Mercury is in retrograde. That's wrong. Mars in re- is in retrograde. And when the God of War is going backwards, he's going to fuck up your shit. So I was just like, this week is just, it's tiresome. I just feel tired. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as chaotic as last week. Like I didn't wake up to like money missing from my bank. Yeah, same. <laughs> it's actually pretty nice. Like it's been a week for me anyway. Well, yeah. 
It's been a week for me, but then the, today I woke up and I was just like, holy shit, it's Wednesday. Wait, no, what day is, what day is it? <laughs> Tuesday. Oh, so, okay. So <laughs> clearly it's We're rougher so- than I thought. Um, <laughs> well, to to be completely honest, this is like the first time we've recorded on a Tuesday correctly. We usually record on a Tuesday anyways, but yo, I don't know, like the last few weeks we're like, record whatever the fuck. Yeah. So yeah, we're back to schedule and we still don't know what day it is. Yeah. Yeah. But you woke up and it was a Tuesday. Does it feel it like a Tuesday, John? I don't know anymore. Like I've been just <laughs> watching the boys in Cobra Kai. Oh, Cobra Kai. That's so good. <laughs> it's good, but it also makes me kind of sad. Why? Well, because it's like, you know, you're the best around and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then Homeboy is a car dealership owner. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then the other one is just there, and I'm like, oh, yeah. They peaked. They peaked during that time, John. And I don't know how to feel about that. If like the people I looked up to peaked in fucking high school, like who, like who, John Cusack? No, <laughs> Cusack peaked two thousands. Come on. <laughs> well, now I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Cobra, yeah, Cobra Kai. Kai is great. Mm-hmm. Um, the boy, like, see, the boys is pretty dark. So sometimes I'm like, I just need to watch some Cobra Kai. Yeah, the voice is a bit rough. After watching the first episode, I was like, of course, of course, it had to be that. All right, let me just kind of wash everything off of my body now. <laughs> yeah, but while watching the boys, I, I've I found out that uh, there's a Cusack in that show. Yeah. Um, and then before we were recording, Grace told me that there's much more, many more Cusacks that I was <laughs> just- unaware of. Than just John and Joe. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know they had parents. <laughs> They're all industry people too, so it's really cool. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. we're going to talk about them in future episodes. Oh, yeah. Talk about the sadness of Toy Story 2. <laughs> um, just, so be ready. Just that one that one song, the, the Sarah McLaughlin, I Will Remember You song. Or whatever, the <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is, the abandonment song. <laughs> Yeah, I think that should be like you know how there's unlisted videos on YouTube. That should be the same thing for mixes, where you don't play that song unless you seek it out. Like, don't include it. Like yeah. breakup songs in general, or sad songs. Just don't put that in mixes unless you seek it out, because otherwise it's just mean. We don't Probably, know when. We don't know when. Um, we're not sure, but what we are sure of is that if you use the hashtag, shut uh, up. <laughs> Fine, I'll stop plugging Jesus the shirt. Christ. I'll stop Yo, plugging the shirt that you can get. What? Is that eventually people are really going to want this shirt, John, and you're going to have to like fucking hole yourself up in your basement room. <laughs> hey, it's a fortress. <laughs> convert your garage into this thing and then just like make your shirts out of your garage. Worth it. If it means that people can get this shirt, that they can win <laughs> by using the this hashtag sit gentle poo better, I think that's one hell of a thing to get out of this oh, year. Oh, God. I, this I, beautiful I, shirt. I cannot. Anyway, now that I think I'm done plugging that, do we have a shout out this week? We do. We are shouting out my bestie. So she's um, amazing. And I should tell you her name. Miss mm-hmm. Janice Sapigao. And I love her. She actually has a 
new podcast with her friend Paola. And they do astrology, which is really cool. Because then I can be like, oh, why is this week fucked up? And then I go listen to them. And I know exactly why. Because some motherfucking portal opened or um, a planet decided to go backwards or Pluto is just bouncing off out of his fucking ring. I don't know what's going on. And so I'll just listen to it. It's actually a really cool podcast, too, because... they do astrological signs of fictional characters. So last week they talked oh, about cool. They talked about Riverdale and a bitch loves Riverdale, right? I just <laughs> love it so much. It's so awfully good. Mm-hmm. The fact that they talk about it. Oh, beautiful. And they have spoilers too. So there you awesome. go. Awesome. You had me at spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Panistrology. Cool. Um, look them up. They're amazing and I love them so much. And what platforms are they on? Available wherever you get podcasts, dude. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to. I don't know how podcasting. Penistrology. Yeah, but yeah, I would say check out the link below. But we are not that kind of performing people. <laughs> this, is going, this is going well. <laughs> <laughs> Plugging other people's podcasts, talking about other movies. Yeah. And yeah. if you listen or follow their oh, social God. media accounts, you have an uh, added chance of winning a shirt. So go and listen to their podcast and follow their account. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah. Um, They're pretty amazing. Very excited, too. I'll, I'll check that out because <laughs> I, I, will, I will definitely listen and hopefully they can tell me I'm about to have a shitty week before I have a shitty week. <laughs> <laughs> Like astrology wise, it's gonna be bad, so prepare yourself. And I'm yeah. like, cool, I'll cancel all of my cards and I won't sit aggressively. <laughs> How's that toilet seat doing for you? Pretty good. I'm still a little like you know how they say like I hear athletic. It's so weird. I'm making this comparison because this is I'm so unathletic that this is my only point of reference. But um, they say how athletes after they get hurt, it takes them a while to get comfortable <laughs> making dunks or throwing a pass or taking a tackle. For me, I'm just like, all right. Uh, like the first few times I pooped, I was just sitting there. I was like, all right, no. let's let's make sure this feels right. No. You also got to get new, used to the new seat, but still, no. It's just uh, traumatic. Yeah, I was just like, all right, I'm going to make sure I don't break this one. Uh, I'll do what I say uh, on the show, take my own advice, like what the shirt says. I'll just sit gentle and poo better. Oh, my God. So, yeah, um, toilet seat's fine. <laughs> so the movie of the week is... <laughs> That's um, great. That's great. It's great. Just keep going that way. What? Uh, mit- what is Want to say the title? Yes, please. <laughs> in the Garden of Good and Evil. Midnight in the Garden of Good Midnight and Evil. Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. <laughs> yeah, we nailed it. Yeah. First try. <laughs> <laughs> That's the movie we watched. Yeah. This movie stars John Cusack, uh, Young Jude Law, mm-hmm. Michael Rosenbaum from Smallville. It is directed by Clint Eastwood. His, um, his debut, I think. Yeah. Right? Um, right away, did we like this movie, Grace? I liked half of it. Mm-hmm. Which half? Uh, I want to say the beginning. So this movie is based off of a book 
that is a fictionalized account of true events that happened, right? Mm-hmm. And so the first half of the movie, it, Cusack's character is asked to do like a a f- fluff piece, a happy piece about like um, someone's Christmas house in party. Savannah, yeah. right? Um, and then eventually gets entangled with a murderer. <laughs> Um, There's been a murder in Savannah. Savannah. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, and so the first half where he is exploring the town and trying to understand Savannah, um, I really liked. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, it was like kooky. It was, it was, I'm not too familiar with like Southern Gothic, but it was, you know, like it was kind of like that. And then the second half is like a courtroom drama that I kind of checked out about. Yeah. Um. This movie is two and a half longer than two and a half hours. Two. Yeah. It's like two hours and thirty six minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a good portion didn't need to be there. I think. Yeah. Um. But again, you're trying to make a movie into a film, and also like pay homage to like what really happened in real life. Like I understand, mm-hmm. but also like some of it didn't need to be in there. <laughs> yeah, and like. And it's weird because during this movie, I don't know if I wasn't just being me and not paying attention to things, but mm-hmm. they didn't say based on true events like they always do, right? Or did they? It just says at the end based on a book. Because you can't oh. really say that the book is true events because it's fictionalized. It's okay. called faction, which I hate that. I hate. But it uses real world facts in a fictionalized setting. Okay. So... The premise of the movie is um, an author gets invited to go to the South and do like a, a, a piece on um, a rich guy, uh, mm-hmm. uh, antique dealer. I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually you find out that the antiques guy shot his, his gay lover mm-hmm. um, and they're trying to prove whether it was self-defense or a murder or, mm-hmm. you know, in cold blood, first degree, whatever, whatever. And so it, it was an interesting thing. Like um, the, the author decides to say, to stay and just be like, Hey, I'm going to follow this, this, this trial and see if I can get a book out of it. And, you know, that's what you do when you're an author. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then chaos ensues. Yeah, chaos ensues. I mean, chaos ensued before like the shooting. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's Savannah. It's a southern town that has open secrets and dark secrets and just secrets in general. And I think like they really tried to they tried mm-hmm. to explore that idea. Um, I, I think. Yeah, the thing is, just a lot too much going on that, like we talked about for the last episode, for tape heads, um, they didn't commit to the weirdness in tape heads. And then for yeah. this one, because they wanted pretty much two genres that they couldn't get too weird because once the courtroom drama started, you're too far removed from reality to buy any of it. Yeah. But then you don't totally buy into the weirdness at the beginning because it's setting up for another genre it seemed like yeah well so, i did love the kookiness in the beginning because there was like 
just weird things happening. Like, yeah. you know, it's a it's a New York City slicker coming to like Savannah, Georgia, right? So there's going to be like culture shock there. Um, and they had like interesting, like kooky characters. Like, there's a dude who's walking a an invisible dog or yes a dead dog the spirit of a dog yeah <laughs> so there's that there's a dude who has a bunch of what, horse flies pet horse flies pet so horse the, flies so the thing with the dog mm. is that um someone who used to be part of the university before he passed in his will it said like oh um this dog is to be or this man is to be paid weekly to walk this dog, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then the dog passes, but there's nothing in the will that says like it's gonna stop when the dog yeah. passes. So the guy <laughs> keeps walking this dog, and everyone is like, "Cool, okay, whatever." Like he's there, um, and I think one of the one of the one of my favorite quotes was like the the dog's dead right or something yeah. like that or like why does he um it, it's it's something like that of like They're like so why does he keep walking the dog if the dog's dead or like why doesn't he walk another dog yeah why doesn't he stop and then yeah. the the reply is well who'd walk patrick and I, yeah. thought really, I was like oh that's really cute like there's yeah. a ghost dog in the beginning there's um the dude who has pet horseflies and has them attached to like leashes mm-hmm. and then the leashes are attached to his jacket. Yeah. So that's one kook about him. The other kook is that he carries a vial of poison. That he claims is enough poison to like kill the entire town. Yeah. And so if he's having an off day people have to be nicer to him so he doesn't spike the drinking water. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, and everyone is fine with it. Everyone's like, okay. Yeah. Like, it's just a quirk. This is um, what we do. Yeah. And so there are other kooky characters. Like, there's this kind of, like, Christmas ball thing for the rich people. The who who's who of the town gets invited or not invited, depending on your status, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, there's a gaggle of women who I forgot who mentions that they got a brand new gun and is showing it off. Mm-hmm. And then one of the women goes, Oh, that's the same gun my husband shot himself with. And it's like, what? And then all the other women were like, Oh yes. Well, my husband shot himself with this gun and my husband shot themselves with this gun. And mine had this type of rifle. And I was like, Oh, they're all there because their husband shot themselves. So yeah, they're that, the widow's club. And I yeah. was like, what is happening? It was just so, it was very odd and funny. And then everyone started showing their guns and just waving them around at this party. You know, like, yeah. welcome to Savannah. <laughs> you know? So I, I, I loved that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. But... No, no, no. The courtroom, the courtroom. The courtroom half is less interesting, I feel like. Yeah. Especially, like, maybe it would have been more interesting. Like, no. <laughs> Sorry. 
because at that point i'm just tired it's an hour and a half and then it's like an hour and some change into the movie and then you could still feel that there's so much movie left that you just kind of check out and then it doesn't help that this movie has a lot of like kind of fake out endings where like it's almost done and then it keeps going and they're like let me off please (laughs) it was a little bit like that like there was a lot of like false endings yeah um there's a lot of false endings and so i was like all right it's done now nope okay cool um let me just rewind back to the beginning where i liked it (laughs) (laughs) if i watched the beginning twice that's the whole movie (laughs) (laughs) i think it was i i am one of those people who loves stories about the secrets of a town right Mm -hmm. there was a um one of my community college classes we had to do like a short story for an assignment and one of them did a one of them one of the students or my classmates did this this story about um a postal worker the main the main person was a postal worker and basically he handed when he he would hand mail to a, a person he would tell the story he has about them and you're like, oh, that's cute. And like one of the stories is like, oh, how he helped this old woman bury her husband in the backyard because if if she if people found out he was dead, she wouldn't get his pension. And there was like another one Whoa. of like, oh, like um, someone else had a like he gave it to a woman where he knew like the the woman's child was not the father or the woman's child is not the child of her husband like he held all the secrets Mm -hmm. of this town and i love that kind of thing because the postal worker had his own secret where he was like um like an alcoholic but like a functioning alcoholic or whatever that means and so it was Mm -hmm. like all of these things that everyone in this town had secrets and everyone knew but kept to themselves because like that's just the nature that's how the town works, right? And I mm-hmm. feel like it was like that in this movie of like, oh, everyone has their secrets and everyone's fine with it. Like, obviously, all the widow's husbands didn't kill themselves, but no one's going to say anything. Yeah. Right? And like, the other kooky characters, like there is this one guy, a piano player, mm-hmm. where like, I think he literally just had parties at night at people's houses because he broke into them i don't remember like i I don't know if it was different houses and stuff but i think for the christmas one he's just it was something about like he's house sitting for someone and then he just had a party (laughs) (laughs) you're like that's it Okay, so he had, like, this this random party, but then, like, he would kind of be this reoccurring character of, like, when when you find out that the, the shooting happened and everyone is outside of, like, um, I think the character's name is Jim. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I don't think we said that in the beginning, Kevin Spacey's in this film. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and so, uh, like, Jim, or... Kevin, Kevin Spacey, Spacey plays Jim and and I think for me every time Spacey showed up on screen like I just you just feel uncomfortable now right mm-hmm. it's like when you watch a Weinstein movie and you're like ah oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> right but it was, it was a little bit of that uncomfortability and I think that kind of added to like what is supposed to happen is you're supposed to feel uncomfortable 
in this movie in general because it's you know the south is a little bit uncomfortable the character's a little bit uncomfortable and so um everyone's a little bit kooky and here's this piano player like serving refreshments to all the people who are watching like the police arrive at the house at the scene of this crime yeah right he's like well here's a mini dog (laughs) (laughs) you know and like later on he just shows up with a horse and carriage because that's what the fuck you drive yeah because why not yeah but it's it's stuff like that that i really liked i was like i want to get into the the history or the background and the personalities of this town and then when just when you think it's gonna be like oh cool like we get to learn about all this stuff it just becomes a courtroom drama yeah and like we had the perfect way to do it too because john is a writer so he he had a reason to talk to these people hang out you know but that's not what we got. Yeah, and also John Cusack's character is John Kelso. Which is great so for we're me. we're just going to keep calling him John. I might call him Kelso every now and then. But either way, like, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's great for me because no matter what movie we're talking about, I call John Cusack John, John. John anyway. So this is <laughs> the first time I'm right. <laughs> John, John Cusack. <laughs> Why, Grace? <laughs> <laughs> why i think out of all the characters though like my favorite was lady chablis yeah like so lady chablis is an was an actual um figure in in savannah is an actual mm-hmm. person and and a true account of hers was put in the book but um and they also asked her to play herself in the movie. And I was like, every time she came on the screen, I was like, yes, bitch. <laughs> so many good lines from her, too. Oh, God, she had some good ones. There was um, two, de- two tears and a bucket, motherfucker. Yeah. And then um, she had the toast at the, at the party they went to. Oh, yeah. Where it was like, from my top to your bottom, from your bottom to my top, from my middle to your mu- to your middle. If you're, n- if you're nice to me, maybe you'll get a little. <laughs> yeah. She had some lines. She was just, she was a performer. And so I was like really excited to see her on screen. Yeah. Um, and she was very representative of that, t- that again, that idea of like the open secret and, um, and the the queer community in savannah that was mm-hmm. that was pretty prominent in the film so and i have to say like the the gay baiting in this film <laughs> i was like because in the beginning um john comes with his john is like fresh off the bus the plane the whatever mm-hmm. arrives in the city is walking around this beautiful city which also i want to visit savannah so badly because they just made it look gorgeous yeah but I think one of the first people he sees is young Jude Law. And the second that young Jude Law was on screen, I was like, hey, hello. I was like, wow, young he is. Yeah. He was, you know, he had like. Washing his car or waxing his car, sleeves rolled up. Yeah, he had no sleeves. He had like skin tight clothing and he had like, he had like a Haley like kind of look and I'm yeah. like, oh, this is going to be gay as fuck. And then I got <laughs> really, really excited because I, because I was like, 
oh, is Cusack's character going to be gay? Because I would love that. Because Cusack was doing some eyes with him in the yeah. beginning. Eyes, y'all. And so, and he there was also, like, flirting between the characters of, like, Jim and John. And I was like, oh, is Cusack gay? Can he yeah. be gay? That and the piano guy, too. Yeah. Right? So... So I think I think that's also something to say, like, oh, Southern men are just flirty. Yeah. But yeah, it was I was just like, Cusack gay? And then later on there's like two instances where he's like, No, 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 no. And I was like, you don't it's fine. Yeah. Sure. But yeah. The gayness of this film. I was just like, someone got to be gay. Because again, I didn't know anything about this film. Last week when we were talking about it, I was just like, oh, it's gonna, it's like a kooky film. It's a weird film. That's all I remember. Mm-hmm. And I think like the weirdness of it in 1997 was like, oh, it's, it's a trial about a gay murder. Yeah. <laughs> I, and you said you thought there was some supernatural elements or supposed I, to be some supernatural elements. I right? thought so too, because they had that, that plot thread with the, the voodoo lady. Minerva, mm-hmm. um, and several times where she, like she, this character would like be channeling and talking to the dead, um, doing little stuff, and at the end, where we're at the funeral for uh, Jim, she, <laughs> Jim, right? Yeah. Um, she hands John something, and we don't see what it is, or I didn't see it. They didn't show it. Yeah. So she hands him something, and then she walks away. And then the camera stays on John, and then it cuts back to her, and it cuts back to John. And then part of me is like, oh, she's going to disappear. That's what I thought. And she didn't. So I was like, okay. I thought so. she was going to fade into the into the, into the the road or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, it was, she was never there. She was never there. Yeah. But it was kind of interesting, because she opens and closes the film as well. Mm-hmm. Because she's she's sitting and feeding a squirrel. Squirrel. Yeah. And then in the beginning, and then she gets angry at the squirrel because it said something to her. Yeah. And then at the end, like her and the squirrel are best friends again. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So yeah. she's like a fixture in the town, but again, because she practices voodoo, like no one's gonna talk to her. Or or if you're seen talking to her, then you know, um, what the dealings are. Mm-hmm. Right. Unless she is a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Which there was also, also that sh- shot where she, um, John was walking with um, his love interest in the movie who totally didn't need to be in the movie. What the fuck was her name? Um, Clint Eastwood's daughter. <laughs> I just, I was, the meet cute was not cute. Like this bitch showed up in the run, in the middle of the night because I guess it was hot and she wanted ice. Literally yeah. wearing a bed sheet as a dress. Like yeah. she tried to style it as a wraparound and I was like, no bitch. Not a good meet cute. I think yeah, that's what that's what we need to start doing is like if there's a meet cute in any of the movies we're watching, we rate oh, we the meet rate cute. It? What's the, what's your rating for this meet cute? It was not cute. She just barges in there. I don't know. I was like, I don't, I don't believe you as a southern manic pixie girl. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't work this way for me. Yeah. <laughs> thumbs down. Thumbs down. Two thumbs down on this. That's copyrighted, dude. We can't do that shit. Is it? Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Only by the most famous movie review thing ever. (laughs) Fine. Three thumbs down. (laughs) Negative two stars. (laughs) Little pinkies up. Um, (laughs) I don't know how to translate that. It's like, does it mean it's good because it's fancy? (laughs) (laughs) No. I don't even know, dude. 
Um, but yeah, other thoughts I had about this movie is like the whole thing, the whole setup about like, aside from like the town that we're in and how weird uh, certain mm-hmm. things are was the party where that's how Jim really felt like the power. I felt like, because he was like, who's invited or not invited to this party. Um, this magazine sent oh, John yeah. down because he was just like, we, they've been asking for several years, but this is, but Jim's character asked for John's character, uh, John uh, as a writer specifically. Yeah. So, like, and then I feel like they didn't delve into that too much because, like, the way that you find out about it is like, oh, he happens to see his book in the the mass yeah. library that this man has, and he's like, oh, you have my book. And he's like, yeah, I'm a big fan of yours. Why do you think you're here? Yeah. And it was like, wait, what? <laughs> and they never touched on again. Yeah. It's, it seems like there's a lot of that in this movie where there's probably probably a lot of a lot more detail mentioned about that in the book mm-hmm. but then it got cut and it, uh, whether it's just they didn't include it or because of time it did get cut yeah so i mean if anything like i feel like i really want to read the book because mm-hmm. i'm 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 really interested to see like how fictionalized this thing was right mm-hmm. but yeah the fancy parties fancy what have what's the fanciest party you've party you've ever been to grace <laughs> Um, well, it was a party that I had to pay to go, uh-huh. <laughs> right? It was, um, it's the galas, like those, it's, it's, it's like, we're part of, um, Bindlestiff, and so Bindlestiff was having, like, a gala, and, um, we decided to make it fancy, so we decided to make it, um, prom, so mm-hmm. we all dressed up for it, and I mean, other people dressed up for it, too, but it was not required. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't think... I've ever been to a party where it was expected where we had to dress up in that way. Or like a butler announces your presence when you (laughs) walk in the door. (laughs) Arriving to the party! (laughs) No. I think like the closest thing of a fancy party I've been invited to versus like one that I bought a ticket to was, Mm -hmm. um, was my friend's murder mystery party. So it's kind of like this one, but like that one. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. less people actually died. Shit, sorry. It's okay. Um, cut that part out. Oh, that's our theme song. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think I think it's kind of like that because I mean the only other thing I can think of are like it was like a ball, like a gothic. Well, it's not really a gothic ball, but it was a ball, right? Um, or it was just it was just a it's a it's a bunch of white rich people getting together to talk about being white and rich when like I see parties like this my only reference is rich white people parties yeah. so like my, like this one and like the party Batman had in the 89 movie where yeah. he meets Vicky Vale yeah or where like Christopher Walken had a party in Batman Returns so it's like that's when I think of fancy parties. Yeah, it's, like it's a it's a status it's a status move, right? And I no. think I put that there of like the idea of like here's this southern opulence, right? And like here's this nouveau rich or barely, you know, like he's relatively he's been rich for like what twelve years mm-hmm. or something, um, where he rised up 
rate rise. He rose in such a certain way to like where his party was the party to go to in Savannah to be invited to because that was the whole thing. It was a year. Mm-hmm. I just realized like the the time frame of the movie is a year because um, really yeah. Q, or John comes down Christmas. to yeah. John comes down to write a fluff piece about this Christmas party. And then leaves before uh, the next Christmas, next Christmas party. party. Whoa. So that's, yeah, so it's a that's year. true. Yeah. But the thing, the whole thing is, is like, who gets invited? Who doesn't get invited? Do you make the list? Blah, 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 blah. And like, there's that, the Southern opulence with the other underlying violence and the uneasiness of just being in the South, right? Because mm-hmm. um, there's this part, and I kind of, I loved the sequence where like, um, Cusack or Cusack, John is like asking what they collect because he sees three Fabergé eggs and he sees like this very distinct painting that was painted over of. So it's like you have one very famous and rare painting covered by another famous painting. Yeah. And it's all of this stuff and he's like this house, this giant house. And one of the questions that he asks is like, how long has your family been collecting? Which is code for like, do you come from old money, old money? Right. And you know, and so he says, no, I forget how he becomes rich, but then there's this part where he just shows him like, so everyone is in the main downstairs, whatever the fuck foyer, or I don't even know what a foyer is. Um, But everyone is where the main party is. Right. And so Jim takes John to the ballroom, which is what, like upstairs? Mm-hmm. And then plays the organ, and it's a giant ass, like church style organ. And like there's a stage there, and then all of a sudden, all the party goers start going into that room. And I thought, I was just like, dude, like this, this is money. Yeah. Right. This is rich. <laughs> it's like you can afford to be weird money, you know? Yeah. And I th- I think that I was really intrigued by that notion of like, here's this newly rich guy who's like all of a sudden the cream of the crop. And it's just like something's up with him. Mm-hmm. And and also it became that thing where he fit like because I think he is new to this world of like money and friends. Mm-hmm. There's that thing where during his court case, he was just like, if we need character witnesses, I have a lot of friends. And then he was like, ask this person. And then oh, uh, yeah. John and the lawyer were just like, we already asked them. And then they passed. So did a lot of people, yeah. you know? So he <laughs> thinks these people are his friends kind of, I think in a way. Yeah. They're friends with the money and not friends with him. Yeah. Yeah. That's how like, they're friends with like, that level of exclusivity where it was like, I was at this party, but yeah, not real friends. And I think like, I don't think we've explained the court case yet, but like he, again, like he, um, he is on trial for manslaughter or murder Mm -hmm. um, because he shot his, his, his gay lover. Mm -hmm. And um, so basically like a lot of things are on trial, right? Like, savannah itself is on trial because then they gotta call all these people who um who kind of represent the seediness of and and the dark side of savannah mm-hmm. um queerness is on trial because anytime someone said like oh i'm trans or oh i'm gay or like 
it would pan to the jury and the jury would just be so disappointed. Yeah. You could see people like writing stuff in their notebook and just shaking their heads. Yeah. And then, then they would just not even really be saying anything except for the fact of like who they were. You know? Yeah. Like it was, it didn't, it didn't necessarily add value to their character, to the, to the case, to, like, to, yeah, to their character, um, yeah. uh, witness thing, whether yeah. it's not like they're like, I was arrested. It was just like, I know them through this way yeah. and I know that they had uh, a relationship. And then like one point it was Michael Rosenbaum's character, the guy yeah. who plays Lex. He was just like, are you gay? He's like, are you gay? And he was like, no. Well, how did he say he was like, no, not anymore. Yeah. No, not anymore. I'm out. Yeah. And then he, I'm the out. lawyer was just like, how long now? Mm-hmm. And he goes, but, but I think before that he was just like, I, like he, he, he said some stuff. He was like, no, that's wrong because that's what it says in the Bible. Bible. Lawyer is like, so is lying. So it kind of stops. And then he continues and he's just like, so how long have you not been? uh, Yeah. They never actually really say. Yeah. Right. They just say, how long have you been out? And he goes three weeks. And then everyone's like, that's not, that's not long enough. Yeah. And then at at that point you see like the jury kind of like they believe everything he's saying. And then he says that. And then they're just kind of like, well, yeah, don't trust him anymore, you know. Yeah, and there's also this this um this moment with uh, Lady Chablis mm-hmm. where she's she has to be a character witness to show that the the guy who's who died is a bad person, mm-hmm. and and I think John's character just says just go up there and tell the truth. And she's like, that's all I have to do? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, so they're going to think he's he's guilty because he's hanging out with a trans drag queen. Yeah. And they're like, yes. And it's just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone, and again, she's like a staple in Savannah. She's like a character that everyone more or less knows, knows yeah. right and everyone knew that jim's character was queer and everyone knew that his lover was like the queer hustler right so yeah. it's kind of hinted upon that they say hustler but it's kind of hinted upon that he was like the town prostitute mm-hmm. because um i think lady chablis says it is like he was popular with everyone but or no he was very popular but not everyone got to have him yet yeah or something like that. And so he and and so it's kind of going along that of like, you know, everyone knows this happens. Miss Chablis has a fucking what like a nightly a nightly Show. performance. Yeah. Right? And she, she fucking kills the performance. She's great in it and like people you know, show up and then people like, show up, it's full. It's, yeah, and it seems like it's like people who aren't from the town, you know. Mhm. So it's just like everyone's there mm-hmm. and it seems like an attraction for people to go to in Savannah. Yeah. So and and so it was it was just like, oh, there are so many open secrets. Like mm-hmm. it was it was like, oh, he was and also everyone knew who um Jude Law's character, what was his name? Billy? Dylan? Yeah. Billy. Billy. Everyone knew his character or knew him because they bought drugs from him. 
Yeah, or at the very least, they knew they everyone talk like even if it's just like those super rich people, they they knew of him, whether it's because they'd see him at the parties, they'd mm-hmm. buy drugs for him, or they just hear him driving around the town with his yeah. like really uh, loud sports car. Yeah, muscle car. Yeah, the and the car was bought by Jim and given. Right, yeah, right, because that was something he wanted to make. He wanted it was a gift, so everyone knew. Mm-hmm. So it was it was just kind of that thing of like, oh, this is this is more so his queerness on trial versus, you know, this actual guy who shot him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was so it's really interesting because I did a little bit. I didn't go super deep dive, but I did a little bit of looking at like the the events of this, the true events of this film. And apparently like the real guy, Jim Williams I think mm-hmm. was his, is his real name or something. Yes. Um, he was tried four times for the murder, mm-hmm. and every time was either let go or I, I don't know, like the terminology of it. Um, to the point where they're like, "Oh, we got to try him outside of Savannah because he's just too big." Right. Right. Um, and I think it was. Uh, it wasn't just a um. I think the per- his his lover w- worked for him. Yeah. In the antique business or something like that. So um but yeah, and I I didn't really get to see what happened to him after that, but he I mean four yeah. times. <laughs> and we we talked about this earlier where we wish the focus was more on the town. Yeah. Like that that could have played perfectly because like John is exploring the town as a writer. And then throughout the case, um, when we get to the courtroom, just to tie it up and just to incorporate the town more, it seems like more and more of the town is put on trial and their secrets. So that's why you could talk about how they keep trying him, but they keep dismissing it or whatever. And they have to move it out of Savannah because it's just like unearthing or putting a light to like these secrets in the town. So I think that's a real missed opportunity where you could have explored that and more fluidly incorporated these secrets and this these because they spent a, ch- a good chunk of the movie building up these interesting characters mm-hmm. and then it feels like okay we're just gonna go back to Jim and his problems yeah they just you know? dropped off right so I don't know yeah it's it's there's a lot there like there are parts of this movie I like. Um, like we mentioned, there's characters we like, um, but at, it's just at two and a half hours. It was it was a it's, doozy. It was so you know, long. <laughs> it was so long. Yeah, but I will say mm-hmm. um, that. Oh man, I completely forgot what I was gonna say right there. Yeah, I was gonna say something too, like three minutes ago, and I was like, "Oh, that's gone." Oh. Oh, no, because, like, okay, so at the end, there's ambiguity, right? Right, there we of, go. Like, how, <laughs> how Jude Law's character actually died. Died, right. right? We know he was shot. He was shot several times. Mm-hmm. But the the event about how he was shot, because it was saying, oh, it was self-defense, and then other people were saying, oh, it was, you know, cold blood, mm-hmm. um, or it was, you know, it was because of a lover's spat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so there's this, this um, confession that Jim does 
to John's care to John. And basically he confesses to shooting him three times um without the guy ever firing something at him. Yeah. Right? Cuz like because he, um, he tells the police, he was like, he pulled a gun on me, he shot, it breezed by me, and then that's when I shot him. Yeah. And then I don't know how many times I've shot him because I kind of zoned out. Yeah. And then he tells John that, that... the safety malfunctioned. So as he was fixing his safety, um, Billy, Billy's uh, weapon, as he was getting ready to fix it and shoot uh, Jim. Mm-hmm. That's when Jim just shoots him and then um, fires the gun, picks up the gun, shoots around the room to make it look like it was Mm self-defense. And then even then, it's still not right. Where like, there's still parts of this story that's missing. Yeah. So the idea is that he says he'd rather... Be looked at as a liar than a murderer. Yeah. Yeah, he'd rather be looked at as a liar. I'd rather be convicted guilty of lying than rather Some of murder. murder or something like that. Yeah. And and when that happens, it becomes a mistrial. So they have to do it again, mm-hmm. right? Or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so um, you're not even sure if it's true or not what he confesses to John. Mm-hmm. And I think because like right after that, they find out there was some, there's like, there's just, rampant mishandling of the body and the crime scene just yeah. contaminated and just blah 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 right like everyone's trying to cover their own ass and so um at the, and then at the trial he says the story that he tells everybody and it's it's convincing it's you know he's crying on on stand and all of that stuff and the whole time like john john is like I don't know if he's disappointed with the story or or the action or if he's like, you know, this was what you were going to do all along. I applaud you or like the the cuz he smiles. He smiles at him when in in the when he tells his story up on stand like John smiles at Jim and it's just like, okay, that's the story you decided to tell everybody. Yeah, kind of like scoffs at it. It feels like he's like, "Really?" Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, that's okay. Yeah. And then at the and then at the end just, you know, point blank asks him what happened. Mhm. And he's like, "Well, you'll believe what you want to believe and I'll believe in the truth." Yeah, he he, he said a really good line. I was just like, "God damn it, that's great." Where he <laughs> said, uh, "Truth is like art. Uh it's like truth is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. You believe what you choose, and I'll believe in what I know. Yeah, you know. Like it was it was such a. It's I such thought a that was line. really telling of like yeah. the character and just everyone in the film, right? Because like John still doesn't know what to believe. Uh huh. Um, there's this really. Cool, I liked the interaction. I think it should have been more though. Um, there's a character Minerva. Who's the voodoo lady, right? And so in the beginning, um, Minerva, John, and Jim go to someone's tomb. Mm-hmm. Go to Ooh. someone's tomb and then do this ritual um, for, I don't know if it's good luck 
Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I think they go to like an ancestor's tomb and it's just like have the ancestors look over him or something. Yeah. And there's a part where she says, you need to ask that boy for forgiveness every day. And he's yeah. like, yeah, sure, whatever. But then in the car, he's like, I'll be damned if I ever do that. Yeah. So there's, I think there's an element of betrayal there that's not fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, he was the town hustler. Like he was sleeping with everybody or enough people who had money. People, yeah. Yeah. And so there was, you know, that betrayal, betrayal of trust and probably physical betrayal or whatever, whatever. But then later on, like Minerva goes to John's house or John's apartment or whatever. And she's like, hey, we got unfinished business because, you know, justice hasn't been done. Mm-hmm. And basically what they do is they go to Billy's grave. I think it was Bill. Yeah, Billy's grave. Billy's grave. Right. And she talks to Billy and it's just like, hey you're still here because you got all this like anger in you you gotta let go you need to stop fucking around with because it it, she alludes to that to um billy haunting jim Mm -hmm. right and she's like you need to let him go and then she goes i got ancestors who can lift you up like you all you have to do is just ask and then yeah she has this conversation a one-sided conversation where basically Billy sales go fuck yourself. And she's like, yeah. well, you too. She's like, yeah, don't laugh at me. And she was all mad and stuff. Yeah. But she, I think the really, like, it was very interesting because she just leaves John at the, at the. Yeah. At the, like the literally site. he did nothing. Yeah. Like, she just wanted him to be there to witness, I guess the conversation or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I thought she was a really cool character. I wish they would have fleshed her out more. Yeah, or just whether more interactions, more backstory, just so I know for sure that she's not a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) I I still like to think that she's part ghost. She's definitely part ghost. I mean, at the beginning, she was talking to squirrels. Yeah. You know, so Uh, not that you have to be a ghost to talk to squirrels or whatever. (laughs) It helps, though. It helps. It helps. Or if, you know, Rick and Morty, like, the squirrels are, like, the fucking pinnacle of the world so don't fuck with the squirrels yeah um oh i did want to say that uh we kind of got two things that we wanted in here right Mm -hmm. like you got detective cusack not as much as we like you got a little bit of detective cusack right yeah like i'm good with that level of detective work (laughs) he does pretty good detective work i mean he finds a pretty big clue yeah. But that breaks the case open or whatever the fuck. But I got a little bit of sexy Cusack. Did you win? Yeah. After, you remember after the confession, he doesn't know what to do himself. So he goes to like the blonde girl's house and is just like, well, time to fuck. That's true. But they, well, we, didn't, we didn't see it. No, though. we didn't. You see a silhouette of them kissing. I'm just like, God damn it. He had to do that like fade out the window bullshit. Yeah. No, Boo. thank you. Because I was like, oh my god, Jet Sexy Cusack. Look at him go. No. Again, thwarted. This is what, the third time? Yeah. Awful. Yeah, and I didn't get John Cusack yelling or not no, a lot of it. I was absolutely hoping for that in this one. This would have been a good one for him to yell in. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he doesn't raise his voice once. He's very, like, level in this movie. He could have yeah. been, like, yelling at Jim, just like, tell me the truth. Yeah, or just like, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> or just, you know, yelling to the void yelling like that people. he does every time. Yeah. There was yeah. no rain. 
There was no rain. He wasn't monologuing to himself. Yeah. That was missed. Um, he didn't have any friends in this, I think. Yeah. And it's kind of alluded that he didn't have any friends back in New York either. So that's yeah. why he was fine with just moving down to Savannah. Yeah. Um. Because, yeah, because then in the beginning when he first meets uh, Minerva, she was just like, ain't nobody love you. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, she goes, you know, I love you. Yeah. But I'm not the only one. And then that's when you find out, like, oh, like, the meet oh, cute yeah. girl's going to stay. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> this is his home now. Yeah. Do you connect with um, John's character in this? Like, as a writer? Or, or just all like, writers are like this, John? Is that no, what you're trying like, to say? Like what we do with every episode, we're like, I'm no, yeah. Lloyd or Diane in this episode. Are you, do you think you're John in this movie? Oh, fuck no. I'm a Chablis. Okay, that's I'm fair. Chablis, <laughs> dude. Come on. I want... Dude, her character is so awesome. She is just awesome in general, right? Yeah. The way that she plays herself. And she's just like, fuck it. I'm going to cause disruption wherever I go. Yeah. And she... She causes disruption, and I fucking love it. Like the first time, like their meet cute, I liked better than the bitch with the 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 bed bed sheet. Because mm-hmm. she he goes to her to ask questions, and she's like, "A bitch is in mourning, and you didn't even bring me flowers." And then just slams the door in his face, and he tries again. You know, rule of three, he has to try three times. Yeah. The second time, she's just like. Where are you from? Who raised you? Where are your manners? And I was just like, John, get her flowers right now and she will talk. Yeah. And I just, she was amazing. And then when she gets in the car and just reads him to filth about like his car, yeah. it's just like, I love you so much. And then it was great when she was, uh, when he went to see her during uh, her performance. Oh, yeah. She was just like, it's like that white boy, that, that cute white boy in the back brought me flowers the first day we met. And she's like, so if any of y'all try and talk to him, I will cut a bitch. <laughs> yeah. She's like, that one's mine. I don't care. That one's mine. I was like, that's excellent. <laughs> I Yeah, she was my favorite. And I definitely, I think I just connected with her because of that. She has like this underlying, like she's just fearless. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't, I am not fearless, but I want to be someday <laughs> eventually like yeah. dude can i just show up at a debutante's ball and just start twerking on some bitch yes yes i can yeah and um yeah the way so. she sat down at that party too Ooh. she saw john and they just sat next to him and then there, that seat was occupied next to him and she just kind of smoothly sat in that occupied seat with that dude and i was yeah. like and just the conversation so cool. they had of just yeah. like just just nonchalantly like no one really i mean they batted an eye but like they didn't say nothing to her and they just let her do her thing and she like commanded attention mm-hmm. oh god she walked in in this fucking like blue shiny sequiny ass dress that was skin yeah. tight and i was like you sashay you go ahead yeah you cool not yeah. like that fucking bed sheet dress that the other person <laughs> I think I just like the chaos. The and she wasn't chaotic. She knew exactly what she was doing. Mm-hmm. But she like I just love the confidence of her and I think I like the chaos of piano man. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think after last episode we're just stuck in chaos. Mm. So. And I, good characters anyway. So. Yeah. 
I mean, the movie had, like we said, like I loved the first part of the movie, the first hour and a half. That could have been Mm -hmm. just a movie within itself of like if you just deep dived a little bit more about like how crazy the people are here Mm -hmm. or nutty or whatever they are, right? Um, But yeah, the the courtroom drama, I think it's just because it kept focusing on Spacey. I was like, I don't care about you. Yeah. And also I think we said it like it's it feels way too real to life. Yeah, where I was just like this I was like Spacey acts but I was like this seems like the least amount of acting he's done especially with what's going on. You know, and that kind of sticks with you and it just it makes you uncomfortable for the wrong reasons, especially to an extent we're supposed to like Jim's character. Mm-mm. But this because of the actor playing him and then the circumstances it's just really hard to root for that. Yeah. So we're just like, uh. Well, I mean, are we supposed to root for him? I was, even if it wasn't Spacey, I don't think I would root for Jim. At the beginning? Because if it was just some, like, um, was it Jude Law's character going after? Like, we didn't reveal, like, it wasn't revealed to the audience how, was it, how much of a terrible person he was until midway through the movie Jude law or no um spacey's character oh yeah 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 yeah. where at first we're here just like all right he's just kind of this lonely eccentric rich dude and then through the court case you're just like oh he's just kind of shitty you know what it kind of reminded me of was like um fitzgerald it's uh oh the fuck is that goddamn movie or book um, I think I know what it is, but I don't know. I, I don't know. They remade it with a uh... Spider-Man. No, DiCaprio. Yeah, DiCaprio. Yeah, DiCaprio and Spider-Man. Uh, the Great Gatsby. Gatsby. It kind of yeah. reminded me of that. Of like, oh, here's this guy with money that wants friends. Yeah. Right. And it's just always looking, looking for friends, and then like the true friend he had, he actually killed. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much (laughs) oh if you didn't get it in the i think we said it earlier like spoiler jim dies like oh yeah he dies in like the most it it the the movie kind of alludes like oh uh billy came back from the dead to kill him (laughs) yeah because i was like what's what's happening yeah, and I don't know what happened to the real person, but I was like, oh, I didn't need that. You didn't have to do that. Yeah. I was fine with him being ambiguous. Yeah, I was like, close it out with like that awesome line he has about believing in the truth and art. Yeah. Have John walk away and we don't hear from him again. We didn't need that epilogue at the end of like John setting up house in Savannah. Yeah, I was like, just we're good there. Trim an extra five minutes of this already <laughs> long movie. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. But Cusack seems to. Uh, I feel like he is a little bit. I don't want to say wasted in this film, but a little bit, right? Like, he's, I think he's wasted. Like, because we talked about how we got Detective Cusack, and but it's not like a role where I'm like Cusack has to play this or Cusack absolutely killed it because they didn't ask much of him. Yeah, he did a good job of what he had to do, yeah. but it's not like, oh, that was John's role. 
you know, or yeah. he destroyed it. I'm just like, was, he was kind of there. Everyone around him was interesting. Yeah. But he held his own. True. So, I don't know. I feel like a lot of, like, big names were in here and they were just there. Like Kevin Spacey's mom. Who's that? Uh, or Jim, the character of Jim's mom. Uh-huh. Um, she, <laughs> I don't really know her real name. But she was in Mrs. Doubtfire. Really? Yeah, as the caseworker. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so, but she was, I was like, oh, cool, she's in it. She had, like, one line. And then she's just in the background. Um, you had Jude Law, who like died immediately. Yeah. You had um, Lex Luthor. Yeah, Lex Luthor. You, I mean, there was some some names, recognizable names, but maybe they weren't recognizable in '97. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I know these people, and they're literally just sitting in the background. Yeah. So I f- maybe it's like just one of those films. Like this is a background film, mm-hmm. you know. Like it, I don't. I didn't look how it did, like the reviews of it. Like, but again, like in '97, I think it might have been something because number one, it was sensational. It was a, it was a queer crime. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if anything, this movie really wants, like, really made me want to go to Savannah. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie and the book did um, boost like tourism to Savannah because everyone wants to go take a picture with that statue, me included. What statue? The statue in the beginning of oh, like okay. the bird girl. Yeah. Yeah, I totally. I just I will fly to Savannah just to t- just to see that statue because I love that statue. If you don't, oh, I don't think you know that about me. I'm a sucker for graveyards. I didn't know that. Yeah, I like graveyards. I will go to other cities and visit graveyards. Like I went to Hawaii and did like a graveyard tour. Really? Yeah. Was it wait like like a, an official tour or is it like, just like I just went to all did? the graveyards. Oh. <laughs> I was just like I want to see people's um, headstones. I want to see like those mausoleums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It's a kooky thing I do. <laughs> But I think, and especially, like, the South has very distinct graveyards because, like, of the flooding. Yeah. And so I always wanted to go to the South to see, like, graveyards. I just like them. I don't know why. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a thing. So, again, it goes back to that, like, Southern Gothic thing of, like, oh, I just want, I just want the, 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 the under, the underbelly. Uh-huh. Of what they gave. Yeah. I mean, they tried. They tried. Yeah. But, I mean, if any of the things we mentioned interest you, definitely check it out. It, it's long, <laughs> but, I, like, by any means, I don't think it's a bad movie. No. It's just long. Like, no, like long. we mentioned earlier, um, this is Clint Eastwood's um, first movie as a director. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it's long because he's just like, fuck it. This is my first time directing. I don't know if they're going to ever let me do this again. So I'm doing everything. And I mean, it's it's yeah. good enough where they kept letting him do movies. And um, every movie after that, they think, say is pretty good. I think Clint Eastwood himself is just a w- interesting character. 
Yeah. Because did you grow up on Clint Eastwood movies or like watch a lot of Clint Eastwood um, movies? A lot of his westerns because of my dad. But then, uh, you know, Dirty Harry, I definitely saw. But yeah. a lot of his westerns, my dad was a western guy. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it was Clint Eastwood and um, John, John Wayne. Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. And For me, I, I, wa I didn't watch a lot of westerns as a kid. I watched like his old man movies where <laughs> he's just old, like... I think the first movie I saw was Space Cowboys, where he's an astronaut. The fuck? That's a that exists, right? Wow, I'm not okay. imagining thing. <laughs> <laughs> but what? yeah, why? He, what? I don't know why, but that was the first John uh, John Cusack, but a Clint Eastwood movie I saw. Okay. And then from there, yeah, Space Cowboys. It has um, Tommy Lee Jones, Donald Sutherland, so oh. a bunch of other old dudes, oh, and they're God. all old okay. astronauts. Just cowboys in space. Yeah. Okay. So I saw that and I was like, whoa. And then I saw the Western. So I was like, oh, it's that old astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I watch a lot of things out of order. <laughs> oh, I see, I see, I see. Oh. Well, like he's 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 just a kooky guy, right? Yeah. Just a kooky guy making yeah. he's not the greatest with women. I know nothing about his yeah. life. Ugh. Okay, yeah. So we don't I... need to get into that, but yeah. But uh, anything else we need to say about um, Midnight in the Garden? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, again, it feels like two different movies to me. And mm -hmm. I, I did enjoy the first part. I thought the first part was, was done really well. I think it just, for me, I wasn't expecting a courtroom drama halfway through the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. What about you? I think that's it. Um, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> I think also, like, it's been a draining week, and this was a draining movie, honestly. Yeah, okay. I think, yeah, this kind of wore me out. <laughs> and I, we, I were not, we were not prepared for the two and a half or the two hours and 35 minutes of this thing. Yeah. If anything, last week before we started recording, I took a nap. I oh, probably yeah. should have taken a nap this week. Yeah. Um, we, but, we didn't have no nap time. I'm just no nap time. off of like writing half a paper and going to finish the other half of the paper. And I'm just like, eh. as, as soon as we wrap this, she's getting back to work. <laughs> oh, there is one thing I wanted to say, though. Mm -hmm. um, in Devil All the Time, Spider-Man and Batman are brothers in that movie. I hate you. I'm just kidding. I haven't seen it yet. No one's seen any movies. It's no on Netflix. Seen, I don't care. It's on <laughs> Netflix. I haven't seen any movies on Netflix. I haven't seen anything, John. I don't care. But I will tell you that Mulan has supernatural powers. What do you mean? She has supernatural powers. Like what? She's like the chosen one. She has the greatest chi on the planet or something. She has so supernatural powers. You're talking about the live action one? Yes. Oh. Not the Mushu one. <laughs> I was like, when did that happen? <laughs> no, the Mushu one, she actually grows as a person. In this one, she's already the chosen one and has to hold back. Wait, did you spend $30 on Oh, this? fuck no. <laughs> I was going to say. I didn't spend no money. <laughs> I was like, Grace, you spent $30 for a spoiler? Yeah, I was like, they, I they, wanted to, they wanted to make it more realistic. So they had like a supernatural shape-shifting shape witch, a phoenix that has no point, And Mulan has supernatural powers. I don't know. Are you making this up like I do? <laughs> I, I'm just confused now. 
Yeah. Well, I'm still not spending $30. <laughs> So no thanks for watching. any money. We're not watching anything in quarantine. I can't watch Tenet. I can't watch like other movies. And I'm just like, God damn it. No one's watching anything. I'm watching Cobra Kai. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so that counts. I guess. Yeah. But anyway, I think that's it for this week, guys. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Um, Remember. Enter the raffle, win a shirt. Oh my god! Um, take naps before you do anything, yes. especially if you're not used to not taking naps anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, my name is John, and I'm Grace. See you guys next week. Remember, hit that bell button. See you guys later. <laughs> bell button. Oh yeah. Um, tired, John. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm sorry. Grace has to get to work on her, her paper, but. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, this movie had several fake outs, false endings. This is one of those things, too. Uh, Nick Fury isn't going to show up. This isn't a post credit scene. I just wanted to say um, the next episode we are going to be talking about. Is what, John? I don't know. I don't have the document. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> what are we watching, John? Toy Story 2. No. <laughs> I can't watch that again. I can't watch any Toy Stories without like uncontrollably crying and like hugging all of my toys. I haven't seen Toy Story 4 yet. I can't. I can't watch it with the new girl. Yeah. I I I'm like you. I'm all, Andy's grown up. I can't do this anymore. I can't. And I was like, who's Andy? Like, I was like. Dude, were I'm you going to ask who's Andy? No, of course not. <laughs> so angry i was like we grew up we had three movies and you don't know his fucking name yeah i know andy <laughs> good guy except for giving away his fucking toys you piece of shit <laughs> yeah that made me hurt like as toy collectors i was like never yeah i was like what's wrong with you that, that shit gets buried with me fuck you i know living like <laughs> get buried like a pharaoh with all my treasures <laughs> so since we're not talking about toy story 2 yet what are we gonna talk about we're actually going to dive into the Amazon show, Utopia. Oh, okay. that cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's genuine news to me. <laughs> yeah, we're going over the first episode. We decided not to do all of them all at once, and we're not going to do a bunch of episodes in a row. So we're going to go over the first episode, and then later on we'll do the second episode and stuff like that. But I'm actually really excited. I don't know anything about Utopia. You Me saw either. the trailer and you were like, yes. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. But I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm also very excited to see like 2019, 2020 John Cusack. Um, yeah. Just because we have, again, like the the latest movie we saw was like Raven, right? We I think that's the most, the most recent, recent movie we've yeah, seen. Yeah, we haven't seen... Some of his newer stuff, which we're going to dive into eventually, but I'm, I'm really excited to see current yeah, John so, Cusack. So Utopia, it is available to stream on Prime Video, so mm -hmm. if you have an Amazon Prime account, please join us as we watch John Cusack hopefully yell at things. Oh, please. Um, Get some rain that, on that, that'd man. Be, that'd be my Utopia. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's it. Let, it should, before I Inter? randomly... Are we not going to... Pretend if I randomly hang up and end the call again like I did and oh. 
false endings. Seriously, false there's ending. like nine different false endings in this movie. Yeah. So it'd be great if I just did that for this. <laughs> <laughs> just kept doing falses. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, by the way. Huh? <laughs> no. What? It's just oh, like <laughs> I was like, oh, what did I forget this time? <laughs> Oh, man. Nothing. We forget nothing. I don't even know what to talk about anymore. I think, I think, like, whatever movie we watch, it it deeply affects us, and that's kind of what we become during the show. Well, it, it's also like this was like a two and a half hour movie. <laughs> yeah, and none of us spaced out the time for that shit. Yeah, because you literally finished it and then jumped onto the, yeah. the recording. Because I meant to watch it this morning, but I was like, oh, yeah, I got homework to do because I'm yeah. dumb and trying to get a second master's degree <laughs> during a fucking pandemic. <laughs> I mean, what else are you supposed to Good do? Call. Oh, no. Anyway, I think that's <laughs> it for this podcast. Um, we're clearly tired. Um, <laughs> this movie stole enough time from our lives. <laughs> So we're not going to rob you of any more of your time. Thank you for listening. Um, again, my name is John. And I'm Grace. I almost went, your name's not John. <laughs> I'm tired. What, what am I? I almost had a moment of like, that's not your name. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, God. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is different kind of chaos from last week. So this is delirium. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry <laughs> that um we don't apologize for shit. You listened. <laughs> well, that was aggressive. <laughs> Jesus, this isn't YouTube where we sign off. We love you. You're supposed to say that when you sign off on YouTube. I you I do. Don't. Everyone does. I thought you just they say, all say love like, you, bye. Comment, I don't know. You sh- you need to plug know. your shit one day. That would be the next shout out. Is your own yeah. goddamn YouTube channel? <laughs> <laughs> they almost start doing it where I like I talk about my other YouTube chat, like my YouTube channel, as if it was a different person. There's like Bruce Willis talking about Bruno. <laughs> oh God, do it, do it. So anyway, that's not this day. Bye guys. <laughs> bye.